1: Cats at night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis.
2: This is John Katsimatidis. T-G-I-F. Thank God it's Friday. And we have the number one show at five o'clock, and uh, it's Cats at Night. And this is a TriCast. And in the studio with us, we have a, a common sense Democrat. We have Judge Richard Weinberg and a common sense Republican. We have uh, used to be a uh, deputy mayor under Rudy Giuliani. We have Rudy Washington. And rumor has it. That you were related to George Washington. Yes, and you better treat
3: me that way.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Where's my credit card? <laughs> <laughs> he was from the dark side of the family. <laughs> The heroic side. And my my sidekick today, we have Rita Cosby, our our regular lady, Lydia Serrani, is
0: under the weather and she'll be back on Monday, I understand. Yes, she will. And I'm thrilled to be with you, John. And we got an action-packed show today, by the way. I'm glad to be with all of you. We've got Blake Masters coming up in one minute. We also have Larry Kudlow today. We got Ernie Preate. And we also have Cindy Adams coming up. Oh, the great yeah, Cindy, that's Adams. A secret. Cindy Adams has a secret. We're going to have breaking news on that. Yeah. Cindy has a lot of secrets and she's going to break it on this show. Of course, what better? And we're going to wrap up also with futurist JC Cole and also Dr. Mihalo, some interesting stuff on COVID versus flu and a lot more, John. Let's go to Blake. Uh, Blake Water. Yep. Masters. Blake Masters. We Bla- got Blake, Blake Masters coming up right now. Uh, Blake, of course, is the candidate for U.S. Senate in Arizona in a very hot, contested, pivotal race against Mark Kelly there. And, uh, Blake, great to have you here on the show. This is Rita Cosby joining the great John Katzimatidis. How are you?
4: awesome to be with you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You know, you knocked it out of the park the other day in the debate, um, and that race is tightening. How are you feeling on the race, and how much do you think uh, just that home run performance on the debate made a difference?
4: Well, thank you. You know, we're feeling great here. We've got all the momentum, which is crucial because early voting has begun in Arizona. And, uh, you know, we had a good debate last week. I felt like all I had to do, Rita, was just tell the truth. Right. And so that's what I did. Mark Kelly, he struggled. And I think he struggled because, well, his record is indefensible. So how could you defend it? Right. He was stammering. He was stuttering. He was on defense all night because he's just been a rubber stamp vote for the Joe Biden agenda. And unfortunately for this country, it hasn't
0: worked. You know, one of the big issues, of course, is border. Uh, that's a huge issue there. Um, and, you know, th- we were just talking that this president doesn't want to talk about the border. He doesn't want to visit the border. He doesn't want to talk about fentanyl. How huge of an issue of is it in Arizona? And what are you hearing from the voters there?
4: Oh, it's it's either the top issue or it's, you know, call it co-equal with this crazy inflation crisis, which Biden has also brought us. But no, this wide open southern border. I mean, where to start? It's a humanitarian crisis, all the people being uh, trafficked up. North by the Mexican drug cartels They're victimized, horribly brutalized There's a law and order crisis right? This this lawlessness at the southern border Well that that crime that climbs North, homicide is up in Tucson 87% if you can believe it Since 2019
0: 87% Phoenix, wow
2: Yeah more people are getting hey, murdered hey, than ever hey, hey, Now the, the, the big item I understand through the Arizona border You're getting all that uh, Chinese Fentanyl through the Mexican gangs
4: Poisoning our kids 2,000 young people are dying every year in Arizona because of this poison. I I understand
2: it's 140,000 have died in the last 12 months, 140,000 Americans.
3: uh, um, uh, Blake, this is Rudy Washington. How does uh, Mr. Kelly explain to the public um, these type of drugs flowing over the border and not to mention the open border? And you guys are frontline state. How does he even begin to explain that? I mean, I, I just can't imagine this race being tight.
4: Well, mostly he doesn't explain it. Mostly he follows the Joe Biden 2020 strategy and just hides away in his basement. He's been radio silent. Senator Kelly has about fentanyl for the last two years. Well, now all of a sudden he's saying, I'm really concerned about this. Well, You know, your concern doesn't mean anything if you're just voting in lockstep for the policies that are allowing this to happen. And when I got him live in the debate stage last week, you know, he admitted the border was a mess. He tried to put distance between himself and the policies that he's voted for. Uh, And he said... I've been focused on the border since day one. And so I had to jump in and say, well, to no great effects, because we've got a wide open southern border, because if that's the best you can do, then maybe you should resign. We just it's had the Senate seat who can secure that border
3: here in New York, in the Bronx. We just had one of the largest fentanyl um, confiscation bus um, this week. Uh, uh, anybody remember? That? I think it's $10 million. Yeah. Yeah. The
5: largest for New York City. I mean, so but this is really. But that's that's the problem is they give a lot of publicity to what they catch. How about what they don't catch? And that's the danger. Blake, it's, it's Richard Weinberg. I want to ask you this. To me, it's much more than just an Arizona Senate race. You could be the pivotal vote. In the Senate to protect this country, defend the borders, fight against inflation, restore law and order. People have to understand when they're voting for you, they're voting for a
0: change of control of the United States. Would you explain how important that is? And also, Blake, to the point is, if you don't get it, what you know, think about where we're headed. You know how pivotal it is. More more of the same. Yes.
4: Well, that's right. And I think Arizona is going to be vote number 51. The whole future of the country could come down to this race because If the Democrats got a Senate majority, right, they would get rid of the filibuster. Well, that means they might be able to get Biden's agenda through. And that means they pack the Supreme Court. You thought one Ketanji Brown-Jackson was bad. Imagine 10 more by this time next year. You know, these progressive Democrats, they want to add new states to the union, D.C. or Puerto Rico, just so they can get two Democrat senators. Uh, they want to federalize elections. They want to run elections out of Washington, D.C., so that no Republican can ever win the presidency again. I think if any of those three things happen, let alone if they all happen, it's game over for this country. And of course, the Democrats would love to just double down on the crazy, reckless spending and money printing that's caused this inflation. Uh, foreign policy isn't going so well under Joe Biden. The world's on fire right now because of Biden's agenda. And so I think Arizona is the firewall. When we win the Senate seat back here, we can put a stop to all this madness. And, and that's why this race is national. So if any if anybody wants to help me win this thing, you know, go to BlakeMasters.com com chip in five or ten bucks i know it's hard in the biden economy but this is the most important senate race in the country
5: and also let's talk about the iran deal obama schnookered everyone and did the iran deal without a treaty having a strong united states senate could insist upon making it a treaty before iran gets another sweetheart deal from another democratic administration
4: Look, I thought the Iran deal was uh, a nightmare. It was bad when Obama did it. Well, now Biden is threatening to get back in on even worse terms, on even worse terms. And it's just negotiating with terrorists. And I don't believe in that. This weakness that we're seeing from the Biden White House, it is dangerous. It's dangerous for, for America. It's dangerous for our allies like Israel. And we need to get in and check him with strong Republican leadership.
0: And he wonders why the Saudis are upset with him. Right, right. And going after. You know, Blake, I want to talk about crime, too, because some really sad news in the last like 24 hours. Uh, there were uh, two cops killed in Connecticut. There was one in Nevada, not far from you. Uh, there was another one, uh, an off-duty one in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, talk about just the how important it is to support our law enforcement. You know, I, I, I remember having dinner with you a couple of months ago. You are such a big supporter of police, and that what is contributing essentially now, I think, much to this increase in crime that we're seeing and this hostility and this ambushing of police officers, which is what happened in Bristol, Connecticut.
4: Well, the problem is just so bad in Phoenix already this calendar year. More officers have been attacked than in any year before, for the whole year. And, you know, I told this story on Tucker Carlson in January. There was a 21-year-old Phoenix police officer named Tyler Moldovan who was shot seven times by a repeat violent felon. Now, amazingly, Tyler survived. I've gotten to know his family. It's been a miracle recovery that he's making. So what a pleasure and a miracle that's been to to witness. But I got to ask, why was this thug who shot Tyler, why was he out Because he was put away, locked away for 20 years, sentenced for 20 years in 2017 for a very serious armed robbery. Well, because of, uh, you know, loose policies, Democrat defund the police, Democrat lawless policies, he was let out of prison early for no good reason after just three years. And one of the first things he did was go and attack a police officer. That's not a 20 year sentence. On a 20 year sentence, people need to be serving their time. People who are dangerous need to be put away. We can't. And you guys know this all too well over there in New York, right? People who do bad things need to have the handcuffs slapped on them. And then we need prosecutors who are going to put these people in jail and keep them there so they're not a threat to, uh, to law abiding members of society.
0: One thousand percent. I mean, the revolving door uh, that we're seeing in New York over and over again and also younger in the case of um, the one in Raleigh, this killing that New Yorkers
2: right now are are as mad as hell. and They can't take it anymore because uh, uh, nobody goes to jail. I mean, you know what I said to the governor the other day in New York? I said, repeat
0: violent criminals. Don't you think they should be in jail? Repeat violent criminals. And it's that revolving door, John, that everybody's seeing. And they're younger and younger and feeling emboldened because the system's allowing them out. And you're yes, seeing it true. there, Blake.
5: Because really, they've created a climate of lawlessness. And we have to stop that climate of lawlessness.
0: Well, Blake Masters, that's thank right. you so much for being with us, Blake. Uh, we wish you so much luck. And you're on a roll. It is a pivotal, pivotal race. And the whole country's watching. And thank you so thank much you, for Brian. joining us on Cats at Night. Thank you, Blake. Thank you for having me.
4: Thank you. Breaking news. WABC.
2: Well, well, there's some breaking news with us today is uh, Cindy Adams, uh, a columnist with the New York Post for at least 100 years. And uh, (laughs) uh, and, and, uh, she uh, has some breaking news today. She has an exclusive exclusive interview with Andrew Cuomo, former governor of New York State, and it's going to air on her show on WABC on Sunday between 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock. And, and
6: Cindy, tell yeah. us, how did it go? Wow. He was okay. He was quiet. First of all, I asked him, is it because you are smart ass and you have too much ego? And he said, listen, I happen to be not cozy and warm and fuzzy. But if I were fuzzy, I wouldn't get things done. I got things done. I got the airport done when it was falling apart. I got the Second Avenue subway done when it took you 200 years to do it. He said, so I'm not sweet and I'm not that. And he said, I'm happy that I have a podcast. I'm happy that I can make a living as a lawyer. And I said, okay, we know all that. We know how happy you are. How happy are you about the government, uh, the, uh, the new governor? What should we vote for? And he did not say anything good about Zeldin. He said it would have to be Hochul. He didn't say he wants Hochul for the rest of his life, but he said for now, it's Hochul. So will he run again? He didn't say not. He didn't say not. He hedged it, which makes you think if he can tamp down all the bad feelings about him with the ladies who he said wasn't true, then I think he said he will take another shot. I asked him, what about what about?" the, The politicians, were they nice to you? Did they support you when this happened to you? What about all of these people who were your friends, like Schumer or Biden? And he said they ran. None of them were my friends. None of them stuck by me. He says that's what a political friend is. He says it's an oxymoron. There is no such thing as a political friend. That's what he said. Wow. That's what he said. He says they're tough. They care only about getting reelected. They care only about what they're doing. They don't care about you. You don't do what they want. They're out of there. They don't care about you. He was quite vociferous about that. And then I asked him, I said, you know, you had I'm not going to ask each question. Question, But you had these 11 people, and then he said, you remember you and I, he's talking to me, you and I have been friends a thousand years. When I saw you the last time, I came over and I gave you a big hug, and I kissed you on the cheek. That's the way we grew up. That's what I always did. That's what people like you always expected. All of a sudden, the times and the climate has changed. Well, maybe I just didn't change with the climate. At my age, it's what we did. I understood that. Anyway, that's what he said. And if you want to hear more, tune me in on Sunday and ask Katzmatidis to pay me more money. <laughs> How much more, Cindy? No, no last question. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. I'm $30 gonna ask cut. her. I'm gonna ask her one
2: last question. What? I, this is from your gut feeling. When <laughs> Andrew Cuomo walks into the booth, voting booth on November eighth, what? What? Who do you think? Is he? You think he's going to vote for Hochul?
6: Well, he wouldn't vote for Zeldin, so he probably would vote for Zeldin because he knows he won't get elected. That's what I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy Adams, 1 o'clock or
2: 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock on Sunday, wabcradio.com, 770 on your dial, W L I R in Long Island. And and um, on your iPhone, or uh, uh,
0: act? Everywhere. Like Cindy's Wabc, everywhere. And you'll be in Nationwide. You're going to be on Nationwide. Thank way, you, sweetheart. I love you. I love thank you. I love you, thank you too. baby. Bye. 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 I can't wait to hear Cindy's interview. I mean, I, her and and Cuomo. That's going to be blockbuster. I'm wow. going to tune that's gonna in. That's going to be a blockbuster yeah. interview.
7: It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: The cavalry is coming. And uh, with us today is the the country's leading economist, Larry Kudlow, and the
1: number one show on Fox Business. How are you, Larry? I'm good, John. And uh, I don't know if David Patterson is there or not, but the numbers on the cavalry are getting bigger and bigger now. It's all (laughs) coming down. It's all coming down here. And it looks like the Cavalry is starting to pull away. Well, we so just I had, had Blake Masters office.
2: on, and he sounded very good. I saw on your show you had uh, Dan Johnson on, and, and I think he's way ahead. Uh, how's the national uh, races
1: going? I mean, it, Ron Johnson's pulling away in Wisconsin. And also, we had Adam Laxall in Nevada who's pulling away. Uh, Blake Masters is now gotten back. Even he may even have a slight lead in the Trafalgar poll. So I I really like what I see. I think Oz is doing well uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, so the I other like guy's unconscious.
0: See. Oh, my gosh.
1: Uh, and, and we no. got
2: Ernie Priok, the former attorney general, is going to come on right after you to tell us about an update on Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah, I, I look, he's... Uh, Eminem has to win because the other guy is a crazy person. I'm sorry. Yeah. And yeah. and but but I think what's you know one of the key factors here, you, you had some again bad inflation numbers uh, yesterday and the day before, and when you look at these polls, we we looked at this on the show tonight, you know, Gallup poll, the Rasmussen poll, inflation. John is by far the number one issue now. Inflation or inflation slash economy. And, you know, people are blaming Biden and his big spending policies. And those Democratic senators and House members who voted for these big spending bills are now being taken to task. They have to own up to it and they are trying to run away from it and they can't. And the country is furious because working folks are getting killed. Families are getting killed. Kitchen tables are getting killed. And um, the inflation is getting worse not better. Joe Biden tries to explain it away every time nobody believes him. So I, I like what I see. I'm, I'm very optimistic. I know we got a month to go. Nothing's ever in the bag. Polls don't vote. Only people vote. But I really like what I see.
5: Larry, it's Richard Weinberg. Every time I see Biden trying to explain what's going on in the economy, it seems to me it's what they call in the SEC world material misrepresentations. What do you say about that?
1: <laughs> yes, well, you know, look, it's a politician, you uh, I, th- I think one of Joe Biden's biggest problems is a leadership problem that showed up in the Gallup poll. The number's two issue behind, I think, just off the top of my head, uh, I'm sitting in one of the green rooms downstairs. I don't have all my notes. But inflation economy is like 40%. You know what the second most important issue was? 22% leadership. Leadership. So every time Joe Biden gets up and tries to deny or explain away. uh, Let's take inflation, which originally he said there was no inflation. Then he said it was transitory. Then earlier this summer, he said it was zero. Then yesterday he said it was 2%, which is not true. It's 8%. Uh, Every time he says that, he kills himself. People do not like to see their leaders fraudulently phony up what they can see in their own lives. They don't like that. And it's a common sense issue. John Matidis always talks about common sense. It's a common sense issue. You want somebody who understands you have a problem. Joe Biden is trying to tell people there are no problems. And, of course, his solutions, you know, this progressive socialist paradise stuff is being rejected uh, left and right. So and it's it's it, 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 nah, to nah, my nah, way of thinking. Well. Look, I don't like to see the country in the position it's in. I don't like that at all. High inflation, recession threats and so forth, interest rates, home mortgages. I don't like to see it. But I do like to see the comeback because now House leaders and Senate leaders on the GOP side, all I talk to them about is what are you going to do January 3rd? When you take over, are you ready to assume leadership in this crisis and deal with inflation and recession? you got to get your ducks in a row and start right away. So that's the conversation we're having.
2: On the border crisis that we're having, all of a sudden, President Biden doesn't want to let the Venezuelans in. They want, um, they, they want to come. Is that because yeah. they hate communism and hate socialism?
1: Well, that's an interesting question, John. There may be some of that. Um, They may just be running away from a country that's broken. But you see, Biden is sending them back to Mexico. Remember, one of Donald Trump's solutions, which started in the latter part of 2019, I was there, and then 2020, was the remain in Mexico policy, which, by the way, the Mexican government agreed with. It was one of the ways we kept the illegals out. And then if they wanted to apply legally for citizenship, that's fine. If they wanted to approve asylum, that's fine. So ironically, Biden is sort of flirting with what was originally a Trump policy. Now, if he would start funding the border agents again and building the wall, and formally renegotiating remain in Mexico, he might have a solution. Trump gave him one, and he rejected it, and it's been a disastrous story. So I don't know, maybe something's going to change. Who knows?
0: And uh, Larry, this is Rita Cosby joining the show. Um, Hello, Rita Love. Hi, my friend. You know, I wanted to ask you your thoughts on Biden's strategy in the last few days because he actually, I couldn't believe, and I'm sure your jaw dropped too. He came out and said, if you vote Republican, the economy's going to get worse. <laughs> and and yeah. I'd like to know if there's one person in America that believes that, but that is what he's saying. Uh, what do you make of just that? And it comes on the heels of he couldn't remember where his son died, and he was asking, where's Jack? is he just, is this grasping for straws?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is part of the, you know, it was this, this leadership issue. You you just can't tell people something that defies what they see with their own eyes. I mean, look, let's go back a little bit of history quickly. When Joe Biden was elected in November of 2020, uh, the economy was growing at six and a half percent. The inflation rate was slightly more than one percent. OK, Biden would love those numbers right now, but he changed it all with his progressive utopian socialist policies and so forth. Well, people don't believe it. He has to own this problem. And every time he tries to move away from ownership, every time he tries to, uh, you know, put it back to Republicans, it lacks credibility. And I think it's one of the reasons you're seeing the polls move uh, for the GOP. People just don't believe it. Biden is going to have to make some huge decisions, Rita. He's going to be faced, I think, with the Republican House and Senate. They're going to use the power of the purse, appropriations. They're going to use regulatory reviews, and they're going to use oversight committee reviews. Biden's going to have to think hard whether he gets rid of his far-left staff. And starts to work with the new GOP majority, or whether he wants to be a horse's donkey and just, uh, you know, stonewall for the last two years. I mean, he's going to have to either reset a la Clinton or some derivative thereof, or he's just going to go down in flames and take his party down with him.
0: Larry, I don't think he's capable. That was Rudy saying he doesn't think he's capable What do you think? Real quick uh, Larry, what do you think?
1: I, I, I don't ever like to disagree with Rudy and so, I don't either, by the well, way
0: And I'm in studio with him, so I can't We,
1: we, 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 we will see I suspect Rudy's going to be right You know me, I just like to lay out the analysis I have my own conclusions But the cavalry is coming
2: That's it Thank you Thank you, Larry Kudlow. Larry, have a, uh, great, uh, a great weekend. And you'll be on Thank on WABC you. on Saturday morning from 10 o'clock yep. to 1 yep. o'clock. And one great show, the number one show on Saturdays. Thank you so much Thank on you. 770. Thank you. Thank
7: you. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast
0: Network. And we are back here on Cats at Night. Rita Cosby joining the great John Katsimatidis, also with us in studio, Judge Richard Weinberg and also former New York City Deputy Mayor, our friend Rudy Washington. Great to be with you, John. And on the line
2: with us, we have former Attorney General of Pennsylvania, uh, Ernie Priot, and he's going to give us an update on what's going on in Pennsylvania. But Judge Weinberg. You have an interesting constitutional question for a constitutional attorney
5: like Ernie Priya. I do. General, I'm very concerned because they indict—strike that—they impeached Trump for misusing his office to get a political advantage, if you recall. And that was the basis of one of the impeachments. Now, this president has gone out of his way to try to ask the Saudis to hold back on the uh, production of the oil— Cut back. And he asked them be- so for that money. after the month- election after the election. What's the, so, so what's so the political. difference? So what's the difference, General? I don't see a difference. In fact, I think this is worse.
7: You're absolutely right. They indicted Trump over a phone call over in Ukraine. And now we have Biden and his emissaries going and begging to the Saudis to fill up our oil tanks. When we go, we, we don't even want to fill them up with our own oil and our own gas. This is crazy. It's, it's, it's certainly, it's, it certainly that warrants an investigation by the new Republican House when it gets in there in January.
2: Well, I, I, I'd like, you know, the Department of Justice. I mean, he is the uh, attorney general. Uh, he's the, you know, there. Garland. Garland. I mean,
0: for the whole United States. I mean, the man has to do his job. But he's been so political, John, don't you think? I mean, at every turn. Then it should be a uh, select, you know, different elected official, maybe. Because remember, John, even when the attacks were coming on the Supreme Court justices, remember when all that happened, all the protests, he never condemned it. Never condemned it. I mean, that's outrageous.
5: And he's the Attorney General of the United States who took an oath to enforce the laws. And then you have another problem, uh, General Priyat. You have the problem of what's been going on in Delaware with the so-called investigation by the grand jury, of by the U.S. Attorney in Delaware. Why does it take four years to make a determination that this fellow, young Mr. Biden, died on the application for the gun permit? That should take about an hour to draft that uh, indictment. I mean, what's the what's the story on that? And all, on his tax scams and the influence peddling, and yet
0: it takes four years. We've seen nothing. And, and by the way, he admitted it in his book. And the president just recently, Judge, put in the book. My son even admitted to what he did. So I mean, there's no gray. What's going on, General?
7: Well, Jay, okay, I've got one of those cases right now in Pennsylvania where a fellow went up and bought a gun and lied about his prior criminal record. He was ineligible to do it. And they waste the state police wasted absolutely no time in arresting him. So I mean not, the, the, the difference between treating somebody who's an ordinary citizen and somebody powerful like the Bidens isn't is dark. And you're seeing it right here and now that the, the, the powers that be are the ones that get the best deals, the ones that gets the no prosecutions. And that that political has
5: got to stop. And the other, why and, we, and the other Republican one, general house in there. The other one, which is a very big deal, is a trial that's not going on where Durham is prosecuting the case himself, and it turns out that the FBI was both one covering up for. Biden, and two, they knew that the allegations against Trump were false, and yet they went into the FISA court and they asked for the warrants. They knew it was false. Well, it, it's not the organization, Judge. It's specific
2: people that did it, and if the Department of Justice is the word justice, they got to go after the, the specific people that did wrong.
0: Absolutely correct, John. Yeah, but it seems like they're giving okay. them a free pass, Ernie. Well, Judge uh,
7: Rita, this uh, the, the, the thing that stands out to me i was a prosecutor for 20 years and i did murder cases and drug cases and corruption cases the thing that that i see here that is it is absolutely abysmal is the fact that they offered that man a million dollars if he could come up with any kind of proof that that uh, trump pete uh, trump was there involved in the p in the bed uh, scandal I mean, come on. You don't buy witnesses with money. It's, that is the worst possible thing that you could do as a prosecutor or an investigator to say, here's a million bucks, go out and give me some evidence.
5: They, so they oh, offered yes, him the million they're, dollars. They're he he w- didn't come up with anything. And yet, one, I'll repeat it again. They went to the FISA court on at least two different occasions and asked for the warrant based on that fabricated allegation.
7: Absolutely Correct. That they lied on the application that should have been a, a major prosecution that the, that and it was failed uh, by the the the, uh, in the investigation that was conducted, uh, for two or three years ago, with Trump not doing anything. That investigation should have discovered that failure to be honest
3: with that court. It's yeah, that uh, with uh, General. I was just talking to the judge. Um, I mean, what you're looking at basically was a a soft coup attempt and nobody, not one person has been held accountable and it's continuing. And I was just asking the judge, you know, how are they going forward with this Mar-a-Lago nonsense when it's now a fact
0: that he was set up completely from 2016 forward? Well, it's like every turn. How about the January 6th? Uh, you know, they couldn't come oh, up with anything after all that time. So they needed some sort of bombshell or something at the end. And they say, well, let's don't, subpoena I mean, don't, Trump. I mean, don't
3: forget the special prosecutor. The, yeah. reason, the
0: reason we called Ernie Priot
2: today, the attorney, former attorney general of Pennsylvania, you get an update on Pennsylvania.
0: Uh, give us an <laughs> we're, we're passionate about There's so much on the news. Ernie, we got to come at every angle. You know that. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you have got to uh, you
7: talk to my daughter, Alexandra. You know her. <laughs> she's, she's got all the inside, inside information. But the fact of the matter is, these races are tightening. With three weeks to go, this is now getting to be a horse race. Uh, in the last poll, the Trafalgar poll, um, Oz is within margin of error. And he has made an 11 point gain uh, in the in the last three or four or five months. So that it's by by come election day, this is going to be a nail biter. And the same with Mastriano. He had a rally last night in Pittsburgh. 500 people showed up. But this is a guy in Pittsburgh, supposedly blue collar, supposedly union. But he's got people on the streets, people out there working and working for him that are dedicated, fiercely loyal, and you can't, you can't match that. You, you may have all the money, $40 million Shapiro has, but he doesn't have the dedication and the, the loyalties of the, and the hardworking people that Mastriano has across this Commonwealth. And th- that's why I think that election is going to surprise people of how close it's going to be. The fact of the matter is Shapiro is attorney general. He's got aspirations to be president. It's on the front page of today's Cranston Times. I mean, what are we what are we doing? We're, we're running a campaign for for governor, so you can be a, a candidate for president in a couple of years or six years. I don't think that's the way you go about it. Absolutely.
0: Sure. Uh, go and uh, by the way, also everybody, we're talking to former uh, Republican Pennsylvania Attorney General Ernie Preate. Um, Ernie, real quick too, I want to ask you about the Fetterman Oz because they haven't debated yet. Um, it's going to be in closed caption. Um, I still look at people going, uh, you know, is he? This guy is just seems he's so out to lunch. And he can't even do small talk by even the reporter standard who just interviewed. And he's a radical leftist. Yeah. Far left talked about getting letting go everybody, even including those with murder Murders, convictions. Right. I mean, Post why Bet- does he even have anybody with double digits there in Pennsylvania?
7: Folks, let me say this. I was a prosecutor. to picked a lot of juries. Fetterman couldn't sit on a jury. He couldn't be a juror in a criminal case. Because he doesn't know how to put two, two sentences together and to analyze the nuances of, of thoughts and credibility. He just can't do it. So he couldn't sit as a juror. Yet we're supposed to put him in the United States Senate where he can make world-shaking decisions about petroleum, about China, about Russia, about about the Middle East. When he, and he has to have... Uh, a a computer with them to to understand and uh, by closed captioning what the person is asking, that's ridiculous. If you can't be a juror in a criminal case, you can't be a senator.
0: Well, everybody, we also have uh, Anthony Weiner. If you could stay with us, Ernie, would you mind, please? Stay with us, if you could you do anything. All right, great. We're going to bring in John. And we have a
2: former Congressman, Anthony Weiner, and uh, Anthony, you're very passionate about certain things that are going on. Tell us, you know, we have Ernie Preech, the former Attorney General of Pennsylvania, and um, and he's passionate about what's going on in the, in the country and Pennsylvania. Tell us what you're passionate about, Anthony.
8: Well, you know, I got to tell you, John, thanks for having me on. Rita's doing a great job filling in for Lydia. I hope she's feeling better. But Thank you. know, you. They're, they're having it's, it's twenty five days. Before the election, I'm a, a passionate Democrat, and you're talking about the debate that they're going to have in Pennsylvania. You talked about the debate that Blake Masters had in Arizona. When are we going to have debates here in New York? I mean, I am so frustrated. You know, the the, the look, I'm voting for Kathy Hochul. I think she's the better candidate. Okay, but. We don't know her. We have no idea. for the most part, although she was a lieutenant governor, we didn't really we didn't vote for her. Debates have to be part of the way we make these decisions. And that's not just true for challengers. It's true for people who are in the job and want to keep the job. And I am just livid that we're 25 days out and we haven't had any debates. This is, you know, I, I said this on my show The Middle, which is on tomorrow from two to three. We, this is, debates are part of the job of being an elected official, and it's not just in you know, it's not just raising tens of millions of dollars and putting ads on the air. At least Fetterman, who's going to win that race, by the way, at least Fetterman is getting in there and debating. At least Oz is debating, and it's not just Hokel. I don't know why. Why is um, Federman debating? I didn't think no, he was. No, he, he is got on the twenty
2: fifth. On the twenty fifth. On yeah, but he has He's enough time won. to call it off. He gets COVID. He don't debate.
8: Right, you know? and he and he said, "I, I, I need, but, I need closed captioning and, because and the majority." Yeah, well that, hey, I don't. I I think that's a bum rap. So if so, I mean, I I, 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 I apologize.
5: For
0: what? For <laughs> <laughs> saying that he's not going to show
8: up.
5: <laughs> Even when he's there, and he can't show up. At Anthony.
2: It's a
8: fun show, Anthony. <laughs> well, listen, listen I mean, it's, it's Friday afternoon. We like we have to have a little bit of fun. But John, look, there are debates going on all around the country. Everyone's having the fun, but us. And this is not just. And the other thing is. Hochul has plenty to say against against Zelda. Right. I mean, if she, you know, we're a pro-choice state, we're a Democratic state, we're a state that be- doesn't believe the election was stolen. She's got lots to say. I don't understand why she's hiding under her death. But Anthony, with, know, all, Anthony
0: with all due respect, there's skyrocketing crime, inflation. I mean, there's a I lot the of real there's issue a, a crime, crime, that's crime. For, it's crime, crime, yeah, whatever
8: crime. The, but, but whatever the issues are, Democrat or Republican, what is the common sense thing we all say? Let's see them stand on a stage and debate. That that's what I think we're missing here in New York state. It is not enough just to buy a bunch of ads and say, all right, we're done with it. And, and, and so however the debate goes, don't all of us want to have some clips from those debates. Don't voters want to take a look at how they look standing on a stage together. This is important stuff. And I'm outraged that there haven't been these debates. And it's all just to be clear. It's Hochul's fault. Hochul's ducking Zelda, not the other way around.
0: Absolutely. Cause he said I would do we're a debater doing, anywhere, anytime. But Anthony,
3: this is Rudy Washington. You know, I'm really surprised at you. Um, how how can you say you'll go with Fetterman? A- and, and, and if you got feelings about Hokul not doing this, I mean, w- someone like you who is politically wise obviously should be standing in the middle saying, I'm going to vote for the best candidate. The country's in trouble. We're in serious right. trouble. You can't possibly tell the four of us you believe Fetterman is a better candidate
8: than ours. How, how can you even say oh, that, 100%. Anthony? Oh, first of all, I I think that the, I think the senator from the state should actually live in the state. I think you should not be a quack. I think she should not be a fraud like Oz is. But all that being said, all that being said, that race is closer Anthony, Oz is better. a qualified,
0: he's, he's a, a qualified doctor and he's and he can articulate the message. Let me just ask you, it's, it's obviously not all on articulation. But don't you have to be somebody who can get the message out and be a good communicator? I feel sorry for him, what he went through with the stroke, but he can't communicate. That is so hey, important for leadership, Anthony, don't you think? Let me
8: ask you something. Anthony, let me ask you something. Have you ever been on TV and read from a teleprompter? Oh
0: yes, I have many a times. Have you ever, know have, that.
8: Have you ever have you, have you ever used an IFB in your ear? Many a times, Anthony. Okay. So so don't 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 get high and mighty that he that he needs some help. And by the way, let, let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. If people I want look to make it, oh, by the oh, way, we Anthony, have, we can't we wait. Yeah, and by we, the way by the have, way, let's,
5: yeah, let's let the historical have. record be clear. There was somebody named Bobby Kennedy and Hillary Clinton who came from out of state and ran for the Senate here in New York, so it's not the only.
8: I remember those that.
0: names. Yeah, we've heard that. Yeah, at
8: least those people had a record. But I'm going to tell you something about the about what's going on in Pennsylvania. At least getting back to the point, at least these people, in whatever okay. condition they're in. And by the way, there are three members of the United States Senate that have had strokes. Okay, that uh, sit there today. Okay, and and there are a lot of people that listen to WABC who have had strokes and who are recovering and are living productive lives. So I don't believe it disqualifies them. But my point is, at least let them stand on a stage. Uh, We're at least going to get a chance to. Here in New York. We're running out of time. We've got to go on a break. We're running out of time.
2: Uh, you've got 10 seconds to finish off, and then you've got uh, 10 seconds from Ernie Priyat for a re- rebuttal, and we're going to take a break. Love that. Go ahead, Anthony.
8: <laughs> well, you can listen to my summary tomorrow, 2 o'clock on The Middle on 77 WABC, and it's going to be, we're going to be two Democrats, going to be two for two in Pennsylvania because the Republicans supported extremists for their nomination.
0: All right, Anthony, thank you for joining us. You're awesome. General so Priyat. Thanks, Rita.
8: Well, that's
7: not, that's simply not going to happen in Pennsylvania. I know the state very well, and I've lived here for 80-some years, and I can tell you that this is not a state that is going to be trending Democrats on November the 8th. This is going to be a very, very tight election, and the Republicans have a a very good shot at winning this state. Thank you, Attorney
2: General Priot, and thank you, and have a great weekend.
7: Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Well, we're back. And, uh, we have a special guest. His uh, first time on, and might have be been a second time. His name's J.C. Cole. And we have a new title for him. Uh, he's a f- f- visionary futurist. He's concerned about our country, uh, in the next 20, 30 years. Let's go to J.C. Cole. And, uh, J.C., uh, how are you today?
9: Yeah. Well, uh, Mr. Katsumatitas, I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, And I do have some great concerns. Um, As we mentioned, I had experienced the collapse of the Soviet Union, and I see um, very many uh, possibilities um, uh, similar to the position of the United States. Um, And uh, I'm very concerned that our uh, supply chain Um, is positioned where it can collapse and cause us great difficulty.
2: Understood. And what do you think is causing this? I mean, there's a lot of people out there that that are concerned. Some people are concerned about uh, uh, nuclear war. Do you have any specific concerns? When you say to me, uh, when you write me at 3 o'clock in the morning... And you say to me about your concerns? What are your biggest concerns as a as a uh, you're a New Jerseyan and as an American? The
9: the, the biggest concern is, uh, I would say, the vulnerability of our electric grid. I'd call it our glass straw, um, that it can easily be collapsed, and that would just stop all commerce and, and happening um, in, in the United States. And the other one is um, the supply chain, which is overextended and um, very complex. And that would be our Achilles heel. And when we look at threats that we're facing, um, there's about 13 ways that our supply chain can collapse um, that can be caused by that, such as um, obviously a, a nuclear um, exchange will will collapse it or um, or uh, let's say a currency collapse um, where we lose our credit markets and we lose the ability to pay for goods
2: three o'clock in the morning when you can 't sleep, you keep uh, telling me to buy a farm why.
9: The the issue uh, is we can withstand a very large amount of, of threats, but what happens is if our supply chain collapses, our delivery of food collapses. Um, the average unit of food travels about 1,500 miles, and 50% of it's imported, so that would stop in that we no longer, especially on the East Coast, we no longer have the ability to um, grow food locally. Uh, and and therefore, if the supply chain collapses, we don't have food. What else do you want to tell the American people? Well, I'm proud to be an American. And, and God bless our country. And we've got a fight coming. Our, uh, President President Trump said a storm is coming. Then later on, he said a storm is here. And when a storm comes, you batten down the hatches right and that means store food water fuel medicine and money and money is cash silver and gold and have you uh, done that
2: for you, have you done that for your personal uh, uh survival kit
9: uh, yes i have yeah, absolutely uh, i am preaching and uh, walking my talk
2: well jc cole thank you and uh, i hope uh, uh, none of that happens but you know, you have your right to, to, to feel that, and uh, and WABC wants to give you the ability to to, to, to have all views. Thank you so much, J.C. Cole. And thank you, Mr. Katz. Breaking news, WABC. There's some breaking news, and Dr. Peter Mihalos is calling in, and uh, you understand, I understand that you have some breaking news of things that are happening today, Dr. Mihalos.
10: Absolutely, John. There's some amazing news, and new hope for melanoma patients where a vaccine that will be custom made for each individual person. So when they biopsy your tumor and they look at your melanoma, they'll be able to analyze the surface proteins. And basically cancer cells are very smart and they actually make a cloaking shield that protects those cancer cells from our T killer cells. So these new vaccines, after they take a sample from your own tumor, they will make a vaccine that will attack the surface of that cloaking shield of the melanoma cancer cell, and that frees up our own immune system and T-killer cells to go after it, and they're doing research right now with another medicine called Keytruda, which has been shown to be highly effective against suppressing melanoma cells. That's the medicine that's saving Jimmy Carter's life now as we speak, and between that and the custom-made vaccine attacking it on two fronts, it looks like they'll be able to get most melanomas under remission and people will be able to live a lot longer with this formerly uh, dreaded deadly disease. Of course, prevention is most important. Please wear your sunscreen, hats to the brim, sunglasses, because you can even get a melanoma in the back of the eye, believe it or not. But at least now we have uh, this amazing technology and uh, companies like Merck and Moderna are hearing right now as we speak to develop this vaccine. And it's very exciting news for uh, all of us and especially those people who are higher risk, people with light skin and light eyes are higher risk of getting melanoma.
2: Wow. I mean, uh, it seems like medicine uh, is going at lightning speed or warp speed as uh uh, they used to say, and um, and that is wonderful news. Uh, uh, and, and thank you for letting uh, all our uh, people know. And uh, God bless you.
10: Thank you very much, and I'm glad people listen to WABC to get the latest news on the medical front.
2: We'll catch up with you. I, you'll be calling in over the weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you over the weekend on Sunday during our Sunday show between nine o'clock and ten o'clock. Thank you so much.
10: Look forward to getting the truth out.
2: Thank you, Dr. Mihalos and uh, everybody out there have a great weekend, and, and uh, Rudy Washington and Judge Weinberg, Rita, great weekend, and uh, what do we all stand for? Truth, Truth justice, justice, and the American, American way. way. God bless America.
1: It's Cats
7: at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.